Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga Podcast. This is the Transfer Show. I'm Manu Fied. Here's Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, how's it going? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. Um, you know, it's uh, officially the summer transfer window, I guess, isn't it? Um, the football's all done. No more games to worry about. Nothing to schedule. It's just the open Wild West and silly season, as some people like to call it. Um, and there's some very silly transfer rumors that we're probably going to try and get to today, aren't there? There's lots of silly transfer rumors that we we can get yet to. And I'm at the center of the transfer world, Stefan. I'm actually in our office at Transfermarkt. Um, don't know if you can see the background, but I I I kidnapped the Twitch room <laughs> to record the show <laughs> during our lunch break. Um, but you know, uh, I feel like I'm in the center of the transfer market universe at the moment, and we have a lot to discuss. Um, you know, let's let's start maybe with the coaching change um, at Gladbach, and that was it was pretty rapid. Um, I actually sat next to Patrick Berger from Sport 1, who broke the story um, during the press conference at the at the Olympiastadion when his phone literally exploded. So well done, Patrick, for <laughs> for breaking the story. Um, Farke gone and you know it's only what it's been three or four days and we already know his replacement uh, Gerardo Sione um, who was at Leverkusen so the coaching merry-go-round continues in the Bundesliga um, but in fairness I guess you, you could really say that um, Sione was never going to be without a, without a job for very long because everyone you talk to at Leverkusen will always highlight that his shortcomings weren't tactical, wasn't the coaching. It was really just that the chemistry between him and the squad just wasn't there anymore, right? So I think this was always someone who was going to land a job sooner rather than later in Germany. And I always sense that Gladbach, knowing that this guy was available, that's maybe why they, why they triggered this so quickly. Having said all that, I'm still not sure that firing Farke is, is, is the right decision here. I actually personally kind of think it's a mistake. And I think you're kind of in the, the same camp. Yeah, I kind of um, came out in defense of Farka maybe a month or two ago when the rumors of him leaving first kind of began to emerge. And, you know, I think there was a lot of kind of good work they did at the club. I know a lot of people complained about the club's away record, but I thought their home record was actually really impressive. Uh, you know, we both actually spoke to uh, Joe Scally recently, uh, and he was singing Farka's praises. It's certainly... Of course, sometimes players are just very well PR savvy, but you can usually tell when a player is just kind of going through the numbers, just kind of paying lip service to a manager that they don't really get on with. And when you can tell, especially young players, when they do have a certain appreciation for the head coach. And with Scali, it certainly seemed like the latter. You could definitely tell that he felt like he'd learned a lot from Farker just from his brief time at the club. So, And, and, I, and I think more than anything else, um, I kind of felt... I kept looking at Gladbach's situation, you know, in the terms of the fact that they just lost a sporting director, 
Um, they've had a whole string of kind of head coaches that haven't really worked out or have worked out and chose to leave. Um, and you then look at that squad and the kind of upheaval that is undoubtedly about to happen this summer. Um, one such player, we, you know, Ben Zbaini, who we'll talk about later, John Dortmund was one example, but he's only maybe one of like four or five first team players or even players who would be in the start to live in her set to leave the summer. And it kind of struck me as bizarre to think that the club's situation was down to Farca when obviously the club itself has been run terribly recently. So um, I felt like it was unfair to kind of drop that all into Farca's lap and say it was his fault. And then kind of, you know, as a result of that and kind of extension of that, you'd kind of look at the fact that I'm actually quite surprised that he managed to get Gerard Siona because as you said, and despite what happened at Leverkusen, he left on good terms. Um, you know, speaking to people at Leverkusen, they say they've they've they found him to be a very impressive head coach. They, they you know he leaves with very fond memories of the club. Um, they're convinced, or they were convinced, he'd go on to bigger and better things, just despite what happened at Leverkusen. And you know, if you'd asked me a week ago, I probably would have said actually, I don't quite know why someone like Antwerp Frankfurt aren't going for him. Um, maybe they've yeah. got bigger fish to fry, but who knows? Yeah, um, Farker. <laughs> yeah, maybe the, the way the Bundesliga goes, I wouldn't be surprised. Farka or, or Adi Hooter, who knows? Um, but um, so yeah, it, it, it's it's. I'm actually quite surprised that Gladbach and managed to pull this one off. You know, he's a very good head coach. I think he'll probably do a decent job, but it just kind of depends what a decent job at Gladbach now entails. You know, um, they're not the club that they once were, in my opinion, in terms of personnel, the club, in terms of the squad, rather. Um, I don't look at that team and think that's a top six, top eight's tight, to be perfectly honest with you. So I think they sacked Farka because they were maybe expecting miracles from him. And I just kind of worry that they're going to do the same with Siona because he's a very good head coach, but he's not a miracle worker. And, you know, it's not hard to imagine a situation where he finds himself in a similar situation to was at Leverkusen where, you know, he's kind of struggling to make do with the tools he's got. Um, you know, obviously Leverkusen, he had, you know, the Florian Verts injury to worry about and, you know, inconsistencies to guys like Patrick Schick, defensive midfielders coming and going. Um, but, you know, those problems are tame compared to what Gladbach have to deal with this summer. So I guess we just have to wait and see what happens. But he's a good signing on paper, but I'm just quite not sure what he or Gladbach expect from each other next season. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.